Sermon 10 Walk in the Spirit Galatians chapter 5 verses 16 through 26 Chapter 6 verses 6 through 18 I say then, Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, loudness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law, and those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Let him who is taught the word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption. But he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good. For in due season we shall reap it if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. See with what large letters I have written to you with my own hand. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. And as many as walk according to this rule, peace and mercy be upon them and upon the Israel of God. From now on let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. The Apostle Paul wrote about the Holy Spirit in this epistle to the Galatians. In Galatians chapter 5 verses 13 through 14 he said, For you, brethren, have been called to liberty. Only do not use liberty as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. For all the laws fulfilled in one word, even in this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. In brief, this message is that since we have been saved and freed from sin by believing in the beautiful gospel, we must not take this liberty as an opportunity to indulge ourselves in the lust of the flesh, but through the love we must serve one another and follow the beautiful gospel. As God has saved us from our sins, it is fitting for us to preach the gospel. Paul also said, If you bite and devour one another, beware lest you be consumed by one another. Galatians chapter 5, verse 15 Walk in the Spirit to be filled with the Holy Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 16, Paul said, I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. And in verses 22 through 26, he said, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. 
If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Here, Paul tells us that if we walk in the Spirit, we will bear the fruit of the Spirit. The Holy Spirit requires us to walk in the Spirit, but we live in the flesh. We human beings are born with the flesh that cannot bear the fruit of the Spirit. Even if we try to walk in the Spirit, our nature can't be changed. That is why only those who receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit by believing in the beautiful gospel can walk in the Spirit and bear the fruit of the Spirit. When the Bible tells us to walk in the Spirit, it means we should preach the beautiful gospel so that others can be forgiven for their sins. If we live for this beautiful gospel, we will bear the fruit of the Spirit. In other words, it is not a matter of changing human nature. When we walk with this beautiful gospel, we can bear the fruit of the Spirit, namely love, joy, peace, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The fruit of the Spirit helps us save others from their sins to have eternal lives. Paul said, The flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you may not do the things that you wish. Galatians chapter 5 verse 17 Since we, who have been redeemed, possess the lusts of the flesh and the Spirit at the same time, these two elements are always at odds with one another. The result is that neither one can completely fill our hearts. The Spirit leads us to wish, from deep in our hearts, to preach the beautiful gospel and serve the Lord. It makes us zealous to engage in spiritual works. It helps us save people from their sins by preaching the beautiful gospel of God. But on the other hand, our desires stir up the lusts of the flesh so that we cannot walk in the Spirit. This is the eternal conflict between the Spirit and the lusts of the flesh. When a person is consumed with the lusts of the flesh, he ends up making provisions for the flesh. The flesh sets its desires against the Spirit. They are in opposition to one another so that we may not do things that we wish. Then what is involved in walking in the Spirit? And what kinds of things are pleasing to God? God said that preaching and following the beautiful gospel is the life of walking in the Spirit. He gives the hearts to walk in the Spirit to those who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit so that they can lead a spiritual life. The commandment God gave us to bear the fruit of the Spirit by walking in the Spirit was an admonition and an order for us to save others from their sins by preaching the beautiful gospel. Walking in the Holy Spirit means living a life that is pleasing to God. In order to walk in the Spirit, we need to have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit first of all. We first have to believe in the beautiful gospel that God gave us if we wish to receive the Holy Spirit that dwells in us. If we do not believe in the beautiful gospel deep in our hearts, we will need it. We will neither receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit nor obtain salvation from sin, which means we won't be able to walk in the Spirit. The Spirit gives us the desire to preach the beautiful gospel, to serve the Lord, and bring glory to God. This desire comes from a heart that is dedicated to God and to preaching the beautiful gospel to the entire world. It also comes from a heart that is willing to do whatever it takes to preach the beautiful gospel. Those who believe in the beautiful gospel to and those who believe in the beautiful gospel and receive the Holy Spirit after they are forgiven for their sins are able to walk in the Holy Spirit and dedicate themselves to preaching the gospel. Those who believe in the beautiful gospel and receive the Holy Spirit after they are forgiven for their sins are able to walk in the Spirit and dedicate themselves to preaching the gospel. This is their spiritual inheritance from above. Those who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit come to obey the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit even though they have the lust of the flesh because the Holy Spirit dwells in them. Paul said, Walk in the Holy Spirit. What he meant by this is that we must preach the beautiful gospel of the water and the Holy Spirit that Jesus gave us so that we can help others to be forgiven for their sins. 
Sometimes while walking in the Spirit, we walk according to the flesh. The lust of the flesh and the desire of the Spirit fight against each other in our lives. But what we have to know and recognize clearly is that those who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit should live the life walking in the Spirit. Only in this way will we be able to live lives filled with the blessings of God. If those who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit refuse to bear the fruit of the Spirit, they end up perishing by bearing the fruit of the flesh. Their fruit is perishable and miserable. Therein lies the reason for us to live by walking in the Spirit. We have heard, walk in the Spirit, but some of us might think, how can I do so when I can't feel the Holy Spirit inside me? Some of us think we can only recognize the indwelling of the Holy Spirit if God appeared and spoke directly to us. But this is a misunderstanding. The Spirit gives us the desire to live for the beautiful gospel of the water and the Spirit. There may be times that we are sure He dwells within us but cannot feel Him because we are walking according to the flesh. Some may even think He is sleeping inside us. They are the ones who have received the Holy Spirit but still walk in the flesh. These people only comfort their own flesh and act as it dictates, but suffer in the end due to the incremental requirements of the flesh. Even the ones who have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit tend to live according to the lusts of their flesh because they think it is natural to do so. But those who submit to the flesh eventually become slaves to the flesh. The Lord tells us to live according to the Spirit. This means serving the beautiful gospel. It also means that we must devote ourselves entirely to the beautiful gospel of the water and the Spirit. Rejoicing in the gospel and living by it is to live according to the Spirit. We have to live like that by learning what it means to walk in the Spirit. Are you walking in the Spirit? Can a person who doesn't have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit walk in the Spirit? Those who are not born again do not know what it means to walk in the Spirit. Thus, many people try to receive the Holy Spirit and long for it in their own way. They think the action of desiring the Holy Spirit is the same as being filled with the Holy Spirit. For instance, when people gather in certain chapels for service, the minister prays aloud and everyone starts to cry out the name of the Lord. Some of them speak in tongues as if they were filled with the Holy Spirit, but none, not even themselves, can understand what they are saying. Meanwhile, some of them fall on the ground and their bodies begin to quiver in ecstasy. They surely have been possessed by demons, but they think that they have received the Holy Spirit. Then comes the uproar when people loud, Lord, Lord, they call out to the Lord, shed tears and clap their hands. This phenomenon is usually called being filled with the Holy Spirit. The minister speaks in tongues while banging the pulpit and people scream out, Lord, Lord. They love this kind of atmosphere, and some even say that they saw a vision of the tree of knowledge of good and evil in the Garden of Eden and Jesus' face during their unholy trance. They misconceive those things as a way to receive the Holy Spirit, to be filled with Him, and to walk with Him. Their misguided deeds result from their misconceptions about the Word of God and the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit This is what God says to those who are born again. It means doing the things that are pleasing to Him. Paul compared the deeds of the flesh to the fruit of the Holy Spirit. He said, The fruit of the Holy Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Galatians chapter 5, verses 22-23 through 23. To walk in the Spirit means to preach the beautiful gospel and save others from their sins. If we do so, we will be able to bear the fruit of the Spirit. The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And we will be able to bear this fruit only when we live by the beautiful gospel. If one serves and preaches the beautiful gospel, sacrificing himself for it, then he can live a spiritual life filled with the Holy Spirit. As a fruit of the Spirit, goodness means doing good deeds. 
It also means virtue. Maintaining virtue for the beautiful gospel and doing something for the benefit of others is the goodness. The highest good in the sight of God is to preach the gospel for the benefit of others. And kindness is to feel compassion for people. He who is gracious to others serves the gospel with patience, and kindness will be at peace. He who walks in the Spirit is happy to see the work of the Lord accomplished, loves to do His work, loves others, and is faithful to all things. Although no one gave them a compulsory obligation to do so, he who has the indwelling of the Holy Spirit is faithful in his work until it is accomplished. He is gentle and maintains self-control. He has the fruit of the Spirit. The person who has the Holy Spirit within him has to walk in the Spirit. Only if he does so will he be able to bear the fruit of the Spirit. You can also bear the fruit of the Spirit if you walk in the Spirit. But if you do not, you will end up walking with the lusts of the flesh. The scriptures say in Galatians chapter 5 verses 19 through 21, Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lewdness, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, envy, murder, drunkenness, revelries, and the like, of which I tell you beforehand, just as I also told you in time past, that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. The works of the flesh are evident. The first work of the flesh is adultery, which means to engage in an improper relationship with the opposite sex. The second is fornication. The third is uncleanliness. The fourth is lewdness, which means to be lustful. The fifth is idolatry, which means to serve idols rather than God. The sixth is sorcery. The seventh is hatred. If a person without the Holy Spirit walks according to the flesh, he cannot but show his hatred for others according to his sinful nature. The eighth is contentiousness. This means quarrelsomeness with our friends or family. The others are jealousies, outbursts of wrath, and selfish ambitions. All of these are characteristics of people who walk with the flesh. The tenth is descent. When a person walks only according to the flesh, it is impossible for him to do the work of the church, and eventually he will end up leaving the church of his own accord. The eleventh is heresy. He who walks in the flesh does so to satisfy his own will, but that life is so different from the will of God that he eventually turns away from the beautiful gospel. Heresy means diverging from the biblical truth. No one who has faith in the word of God and walks in the spirit comes to turn away from the will of God. Envy, murders, drunkenness, revelries, and the like are also works of the flesh. Those who walk only according to the flesh practice such things in the end. That is why the Lord says, Walk in the spirit. We, who are born again, have to walk in the Spirit. Those who are not born again have nothing but the lusts of the flesh in their hearts. That is why they come to engage in fornication, uncleanness, licentiousness, and idolatry. False ministers who are not born again practice sorcery on their followers to persuade them to donate a lot of money. They give important responsibilities and high position of the church to those who donate the most. Those who live by the flesh show their hatred for others. They divide churches into many denominations, boast of their own denomination, and censure others as heresies. Contentions, jealousies, outbursts of wrath, selfish ambitions, dissensions, heresies, and envy are all in the hearts of those who have not been born again. It will be the same for us, the saints, if we walk only according to the flesh. The Spirit makes born-again Christians bear the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Those who are born again must live to preach the beautiful gospel. As it is too hard for us to follow the Lord alone, we must do the work of serving the beautiful gospel by joining God's church. 
We have to pray together and devote our energies to becoming someone who walks by the beautiful gospel of the Spirit. People who walk in the Spirit live to preach the gospel of the water and the Spirit. In other words, walking according to the flesh means to live a life only for oneself, while walking in the Spirit means working to save the souls of others. Many born-again Christians lead this kind of beautiful life. They live for the good of others. There are huge numbers of people around the world who haven't even heard of the beautiful gospel. We love the people in Africa and Asia. We love everyone in Europe and America as well as the isolated islands. We should show our love by introducing them to the gospel of the water and the spirit. We must walk in the spirit. There is no law against this. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such there is no law. Galatians chapter 5 verses 22 through 23. Is there any law that can be against this? No. This is the law of the Spirit that we must obey. Paul told us to walk in the Spirit. Just as our Lord gave his life for us sinners, we must preach the gospel to others. Saving others from their sins is walking in the Spirit. We should walk in the Spirit. Paul said in Galatians chapter 5 verses 24 to 26, And those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. We must live to save the lost souls if we are to live in the Spirit. We should do the work of the Spirit and walk with Him. The Holy Spirit that God gave us leads us to live with the Holy Spirit in our hearts. The Holy Spirit is the King of love. God uses us as vehicles for His love. Paul said, Those who are Christ's have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Galatians chapter 5 verse 24 he also said that those who are born again have died together with Jesus Christ. Those who are really born again have died with Jesus already. We do not realize it, but we died with Jesus Christ when he was crucified to pay for our sins. In other words, the fact that Jesus was crucified means you and I died with him on the cross. His death was our death and his resurrection symbolizes our guaranteed resurrection. You and I live and die in Jesus Christ through our faith. We need to have faith. Our faith leads us to walk in the Spirit. God has given us the power to walk in the Spirit. Therefore, we who have been forgiven for all our sins should walk in the Spirit. Those who have received the Holy Spirit must be thankful that their sins were forgiven and dedicate themselves to preaching the beautiful gospel for the salvation of the lost. Even though one is forgiven for his sins and born again, he will be separated from the church and of the Lord and unable to serve him if he lives according to the lusts of the flesh. You and I should live by the gospel of the water and the spirit until the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Never become conceited, but live by the fullness of the Holy Spirit. Paul said, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. What is conceit? It is to walk according to the lust of the flesh. There are a lot of people in this world who live for their own conceit. Many people accumulate money, contend for supremacy, love worldly beauty, and live for the here and now. There is no fidelity in these, and they will decay and disappear as time goes by. That is why people who walk according to the flesh are called conceited. Even if people have riches, is there real place and satisfaction in their hearts? The fruit of the flesh eventually decays. Earthly things are of no use to the souls of others and are only for oneself. They are only good for one's own flesh. The Bible says, There is one who scatters, yet increases more, and there is one who withholds more than is right leads to poverty. Proverbs chapter 11 verse 24. 
Those who are not born again try to withhold money too much. Because worldly things are everything to them, they do not have room inside them to care for others. That is why they only want and care about their own lives. But it says in the Bible here that there is one who withholds more than is right, but it leads to poverty. People walk according to the lusts of the flesh, but the results are the same as coming across a burglar and ending up dead. All of these things are the results of conceit. Those who love to follow the desires of the Spirit Paul wanted to live a life in the Spirit, and he did so. He taught us to live well through God's Word. He said in Galatians chapter 6, verses 6-10, through 10, Let him who has taught the Word share in all good things with him who teaches. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of the flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all, let us do good to all, especially to those who are of the household of faith. Paul advised those who know God's word to share all good things with their teachers. What he meant by good things was to please the Lord by saving the lost souls through a life of walking in the Spirit and preaching the gospel. Those who are born again should join those who teach and walk in the Spirit by having the same mind, love, and the same judgment. Share in all good things with him who teaches. Good things means to save others from their sins through the church. Paul told us to do everything in the same mind, in the same prayer, and in the same devotion. We must do the work of the Lord together. Paul said, Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. Here, to mock means to deride and sneer. So, do not be deceived. God is not mocked means do not deride and sneer at God. For instance, one must not take the words of God lightly, translating them into his own words and failing to believe in them. Paul said, For whatever a man sows, that he will also reap. This means that he who sows the flesh will reap corruption, but he who sows the spirit will reap everlasting life. What will we reap if we live by the beautiful gospel of the water and the spirit? We will receive everlasting life and the salvation for our sins. We will reap the fruits of the Spirit by leading the souls of others to redemption for their sins and eternal life through the blessings of God. But what about the people who live for their own flesh? They reap corruption and there is nothing but death in the end. There is nothing left of them after their death. Man is born with empty hands and dies with empty hands. If he does work of saving others from their sins, they will reap the fruit of the Spirit and have everlasting life. But if he keeps walking according to the lusts of flesh, he ends up reaping corruption. Then he will reap curses and pass the curses on to others. Therefore, Paul, who knew everything about living by faith, advised us to not walk according to the flesh. And let us not grow weary while doing good, for in due season we shall reap if we do not lose heart. Paul was a servant of God who walked in the Spirit. When people see in the Bible that he walked in the Spirit, some may think the Holy Spirit would have ordered him directly to do things like, Paul, go to the left and meet someone, or, you should avoid the man, but this is untrue. He walked in the Spirit by preaching the gospel of salvation to others and helping to save their souls. Paul also served the Lord by joining with those who also walked in the Spirit. Among Christians, there are people who do not walk in the Spirit, but walk according to the lust of the flesh. They did not welcome Paul, but opposed and even slandered him. Paul said he didn't want anything to do with those who fought against and slandered the disciples of Jesus Christ. If you want to walk in the Spirit, you have to live by the Gospel. The circumcised prosecuted Paul. In Galatians chapter 5, verse 11, it says, 
And I, brethren, if I still preach circumcision, why do I still suffer persecution? Then the offense of the cross has ceased. The circumcised were those who championed the practice of circumcision, saying, Even if one is born again by the faith in Jesus, he has to be circumcised. If he is not circumcised in the flesh of his foreskin, he is not a child of God. Why did they persecute him? Paul believed that redemption and the blessing of everlasting life came from only those Paul believed that redemption and the blessing of everlasting life came from only faith in the baptism of Jesus and his blood on the cross. This is what he preached. The faith that makes people righteous comes from learning the truth and preaching it. Paul considered the truth of the water and the spirit to be very important. He believed that those who knew the truth could walk in the spirit and that there was no need to be circumcised. This is what he preached. But the circumcised believed that circumcision was an essential part of a person's faith and salvation. However, there was no gospel other than that handed down by God, and therefore we must not add to it nor subtract anything from it. When Paul walked in the Spirit, he was ignored and persecuted by his fellow Jews. As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. For not even those who are circumcised keep the law, but they desire to have you circumcised that they may boast in your flesh. But God forbid that I should boast except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but a new creation. Galatians chapter 6, verses 12-15 through 15. And Paul said to the circumcised, As many as desire to make a good showing in the flesh, these would compel you to be circumcised, only that they may not suffer persecution for the cross of Christ. Paul reproached those who walked according to the lusts of the flesh. They walked according to the lusts of the flesh indeed, and there were many people like them. But Paul ended his relations with them. Paul said, But God forbid that I should boast, except in the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ was baptized by John to take away all the sins of the world, and died on the cross to save Paul and all the people as many as the Lord our God calls. Paul said, By Jesus Christ the world has been crucified to me, and I to the world. For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything but a new creation. Paul, who was dead to the world, lived through Jesus Christ again. We are actually dead in Jesus Christ. But sometimes we forget this truth. We must believe it. If we do not have the faith in this truth, we are bound by the lusts of the flesh and by our families, and this prevents us from walking with the Lord. Our flesh is so weak that even our families can help us follow him. Only the Lord can help us. But now we are crucified to the world. How can a dead man help earthly people in earthly affairs? People who are dead in this world cannot own the things of the world. Jesus was resurrected. His resurrection allowed us to be born again to a new spiritual life. Here we have new work, new family, new hope. We are the born-again people. We, as the soldiers of heaven, have a responsibility to preach the word of God. Paul confessed that he became a man by helping others achieve salvation not through physical means, but by using spiritual methods. He said that he had already died and was born again through Jesus Christ. Let's struggle to be the kind of people who dare to give the same confession of our beliefs. Paul said in Galatians chapter 6, verses 17-18, through From now on let no one trouble me, for I bear in my body the marks of the Lord Jesus. Brethren, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with your spirit. Amen. Paul bore the marks of the Lord Jesus. He didn't care of his health for the Lord in order to walk in the Spirit. He couldn't even write as he gradually lost his sight. 
So not a few of Pauline epistles were recorded by his companions like Tertius while he was speaking God's words. Even though he was physically weak, even though he was physically weak, he was happy to be able to walk in the spirit and said, Even though our outward man is perishing, the inward man is being renewed day by day. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 16. Paul advises us to be the kind of people who walk in the spirit. He also says, walking in the spirit means living for the gospel. You and I must bear it in mind that what walking in the spirit means. We must not pursue objects of vanity and instead serve and live for the gospel. Let's walk in the spirit by faith for the rest of our lives. Now by believing in the gospel of the water and the spirit, the real spirit is in our hearts. God will gladly respond if we pray in accordance with the gospel. To bear the fruit of the spirit means to walk in the spirit and redeem souls. You can bear the fruit of the Spirit, namely love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control when you walk in the Spirit and live for the Gospel. To preach the Gospel of the water and the Spirit, we must suffer, remain tolerant, exercise kindness, and do good for the lost. The fruits of the Spirit come into bearing for those who have saved the lost souls by doing good and preaching the Gospel that causes them to receive the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. This is what it takes to bear fruits of the Holy Spirit and walk in the Spirit.